Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Ooh, oh, man. It's been a long time. Man, we have not recorded in how many weeks? It's been like two months. No, it's not. It's been two it months. It has not been two months. It's been Stop two it. months. I was gone for like a month. You were not and gone. Then, you were gone for two weeks. I, well, whatever. It's all the same. You were gone for, actually, you might be right. It might be closer to a month than uh, I realized. Yeah. Because you were gone for, for a week and a half, then I was gone for a week, so it was about two and a half, three weeks, yeah. And we've recorded, we recorded a bunch in advance, yep. so, man. And those are now gone. Yeah, we got to record this and drop it in a, like a day, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> we could do it, we could do it. You know, if, if uh, those other suckers could do it, we could do it. Yeah, we, yeah, and we were fueled by cigars, as everyone knows. And, well, we're powered by cigars. Powered. powered. By, the same thing. No, it's not. Why powered. not? What's the difference? Because we trademarked that one. Powered oh, by Oh, that's cigars. right. Powered. <laughs> yeah, we're at the cigar shop back here again. Mm. And, so, man, uh, how was South Africa? Everybody knows it was fine. It was good. It was how, good. Well, no, was, they haven't was, heard from you. How, uh, well, all right. South Africa was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what'd you do there? Like, just so that people... Yeah, now yeah, they, yeah. Because you didn't really give us any info going in. I know. People are like, how come you didn't... Like, because well, you didn't pay attention at all. First of all, it's not my job to promote. I just go. No, That's just no, what I do. It is your job to promote. No, I, I, it I is promote. your job. It's at least your job to know what your schedule is. And you had no idea nah, what your schedule yeah, was. I knew I was speaking like every day. And I knew basically what I was preaching on. So there you All go. Right. You didn't do your job. I did, I, so I, now I did a great job. Now that you finally did it. And, and you know what uh, Trump said Steven when he was asked? Kapalchek finally. Uh, Steve, yeah, Steve, Donald Trump was asked well, how, how he would grade himself on his presidency so far recently. Mm. What, what do you think he gave himself? It was a grade. It was a grade? Now you have to know. What would Donald Trump give himself as a grade? As for a grade? First year and a half as president. What grade does he give himself? Yeah. Uh, he probably gave himself uh, Twelve, okay, that doesn't make any sense. That's right because it's Trump. No, no, no. you told him a he grade, gave, he gave, he'll give you a no, twelve. He, he, he gave himself a letter grade. What did he give himself? Uh, a plus. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, of course he gave himself. It's just an so a+. funny. No, but it's like, it's like, listen, if I was gonna, if I thought I did really good. I would say A plus. Like A plus is like that's not even a thing. Come on. Like no, I'm not asking how you did. I know. Yeah. How no, you I know. Did. I'm just saying it's funny. Well, I'm I was asking. I was gonna say I'd give myself an A plus. This is what I was gonna say. Um, would you really? No, of course I not. Say so I yeah, heard from we, Kapalchek. No, you, you should not be giving yourself an A plus. Uh-huh. So there's a there's a Christian bookstore there, um, large Christian bookstore, Coom Books, uh, Christian Art, um, and, and uh, some New Age. Some uh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> so um, yeah, basically they had me come in, and I wound up preaching. I think I preached I don't know eleven or twelve times, and um, yeah, it was great. And Got, you went on TBN. I went on TBN. Uh, so uh, TBN South Africa, TBN Africa is what TBN, it is. Yeah. No, I've watched TBN Africa. Yeah. It's just as bad here. Well, no, no, no. The difference here. is the difference is they actually have on guys like Piper and stuff as well. Okay. So they have the same stuff, but mm-hmm. they have more stuff. Oh, okay. And okay. They, have, they add good. Oh, oh, okay. Now, is it, it good Piper from when he was younger or good Piper when he's tweeting now? No, no. It's not uh, – it's not – it's 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 not uh, present Piper. <laughs> yeah, it's not maybe it is. I don't know. I don't watch TV. Um, no, it was great, man. I preached at uh, so I basically um, I was able to do um, talks. I know I said I brought this preaching. Point, but the coffee I have is horrible. Great. So he, Jimmy Jimmy bought me an iced coffee from but Dunkin' Donuts, so. and he's drinking it now in front of me. He just <laughs> took the, he just took the straw. Yeah. He's he's throwing no, it away. Drink this coffee. It's I'm horrible. not drinking your at home coffee. No, your Folgers. It was yeah, hey, not Folgers. thanks, Michelle. It, but it was <laughs> yeah. Michelle. Oh, that of course made it. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Canadians and their coffee. <laughs> Boy, they're known for their coffee. The coffee game in Canada, man. They got it going on. 
<laughs> Anyways, nobody cares. It was really good. I had a, mm-hmm. I was really blessed. I made great connections with the Crossway people, yep. of course. That's good. And now you um, also made connections with the local law enforcement. We saw on Instagram. What? We saw on Instagram. I you posted a photo of remember you that in the mm. police station. Are you saying that's oh, not true? Oh, you know, I did. Yeah. Well, you know, I do wind up in the police station okay, from time so, to time. So what? Ha- it why, doesn't matter. We really got to get you, going. No, we don't have a lot of time station, today. Jay? Because why um, were you in there? I was a witness to a crime, and you know, would you see? Oh, I guess you can't really I, talk I, about it because you get yeah no you have to go I, back for, it, no it's over it's all wrapped so really, up like, now what? I can say I I, I witnessed uh, the disappearance of my passport while I was in uh, South Africa how about instead of witness you experienced the I, disappearance I of lost my passport how does that happen you you big dummy no I listen you, how does that happen? I called Jimmy and I'm like dude I lost my passport and uh, and I, I was like I didn't want to tell you because I know you're gonna make fun of me and you were like. Dude, I would never make fun of you. This is serious stuff, man. Like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, man, thanks. Thanks for not making fun of me. He's like, yeah, man. You dummy! (laughs) Five minutes of Jimmy blasting me for losing my passport. Who does that? How do you lose your passport? Uh, Somebody probably stole it because they stole some money. No, but then how? Money, everything, stuff. (laughs) I didn't mention any of that when I was on the trip. I didn't want want people going, oh. But now you want them. I would rather. No, no, no. Now I just don't care. But at the time, I would rather them yell at me for being dumb than go, oh, you lost. You know, somebody (laughs) took your stuff. So, anyways, yeah, I lost my passport. You at least made photocopies for like when you go in to get. I had photos of my okay, passport. Okay, good. So yes. yeah, you always do that. Good, yeah, good. You yeah, want to make sure you get on my passport. That. I mean, I didn't have them, but um, so, but I but <laughs> but the publisher did, and so they <laughs> so they, you know. Kapolchek was your babysitter. Kapolchek, yes, he's my he manny. Was, he he was is my manny. manny. <laughs> <laughs> Love those guys, man. Those guys were awesome. The cool thing about um, the guys at Crossway, like mm. you know, we spent a lot of time together traveling, you know, in in country flights and hotels and all that, and. Uh, and they like they let me roll with them like everywhere and hang out and uh, they were just it was really cool because mm. you know they're professional cool guys and, 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 and then I'm me and this yeah, Joe. yeah yeah get, Joe. And, and they were cool with it so we had a really good time good it was awesome well Joe what are we going to talk about today now that we're finally back Ugh, we're finally okay. back into the 1689 yeah well we're we're finally going to hit something that we've never talked about before ever the doctrine of providence. <laughs> Chapter five is what we're in. Chapter five, we're going to do paragraphs one and two, and I'm pretty sure I, I I'm not. I'm hopefully he'll show up, but I'm pretty sure Thomas Watson's going to stop by today. While oh, we're most recording. likely. Most so likely he, he he'll, he might have some things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we love us some Watson. So uh, chapter five, paragraph one. Jimmy, you want to read paragraph one? Yep. All right, paragraph one. God, the good Creator of all things, in His infinite power and wisdom, does uphold, direct, dispose, and govern all creatures and things from the greatest even to the least by his most wise and holy providence to the end for the which they were created Not for the witch yeah no. for the which they were created to the <laughs> end wait stop to the end for the which they were created according unto his infallible foreknowledge and the free and immutable counsel of his own will to the praise of the glory of his wisdom power justice infinite goodness and mercy it's great. I thought I could trip you up. Paragraph two. Although in relation to the foreknowledge and decree of God, the first cause, all things come to pass immutably and infallibly, so that there is not anything that befalls any by chance or without his providence, yet by the same providence he ordered them to fall out according to the nature of second causes, either necessarily, freely, or contingently. Mm. All right, this is good stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, and it, it, it winds up hitting on a lot of issues, doctrines, controversies, and it implies some really practical things for us to consider for our everyday lives. Yeah, and I think uh, when we're talking about providence, I mean, we're talking about something that 
that is a sticking point among, you know, believers, right? Uh, what is the extent of God's providence and what is that, what's the impact of God's providence in the life of the believer? Right, right. And so we should probably start by explaining, you know, well, what is providence? I mean, how do we talk yeah. about it um, in our in our, um, in our own lives, in our own ministry. Um, if you have to explain to somebody what providence is, Jimmy, what do you say? Well, I guess, I mean, providence, I would talk about, uh, that it's, it's, it's God's, uh, hand, I think in the life of the believer, God's, oh, I like that. God's, uh, I mean, the, the 689 talks about ordering, right? So yeah. it's like, it's, it's intentional. There's an intentionality there. There's a plan. It's the sovereign plan of God in the life of the believer. And God brings it about, Right. Uh, by his means. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like how you said it's God's hand in the life of the believer. Yeah. Of course, it's not just in the life of the believer, as, as the sixteen eighty nine says. Of course, mm-hmm. um, it's it's God's uh, hand in all, all things. Creations, yeah. Right. So yeah, I think about it. Uh, you know, the, the, the sixteen eighty nine talks, talks about order. Um, I've usually talked about it in terms of governing, yep. uh, as other theologians have. Uh, God governs all things. He's involved in all things. Um, I had a friend that used to say a lot that God is a God of details. His name was Nathan. I went to Moody with him. He was my roommate for a while. And he would just say, I love that God is a God of detail, that like the small parts of my life um, are not only not beyond his reach, but they are a part of his, the outworking yeah. of his plan. And so when I think about providence, uh, I would say it's God's active involvement in every detail of our lives and the created order. Oh, I love that. I mean, uh, I mean, we talked to, we, hey, you know what? Oh, come on in. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think he was going to show. He, he did show. Yeah. There he is. Come Tommy! on. Tommy! Tommy! Oh, here's Tommy. Thomas Watson says, Providence is God's ordering all, all right, outcomes. Wait, wait. This is so good. You got to read it without, without me laughing over it. All right, God. ready? <clears throat> Providence is God's order. Okay. Providence is God's ordering all outcomes and events of things after the counsel of his will to his own glory. Boom. Boom. I call Providence. God's ordering things to distinguish it from his decrees. God's decrees, or sorry, God's decree ordains things that shall happen. God's providence orders them. Yeah, that's So there's great. that distinction between mm-hmm. the two, between the decree of God, which we talked about, right. and the providence of God, which we're speaking of now. He's actively involved in all of the outworkings of the decree um, in our everyday, every minute, existence yeah right so i think that's that's helpful and you know i know some people <laughs> they have a problem with they have a problem with providence well who who, who would be some people uh what do you mean some people yeah, i don't know man um uh what's his name uh blatant showers oh my what's his name i forget <laughs> No, no, no. Blatant showers. No, don't, don't. No, it's don't, blatant showers. No, no, no. He's no? not. He's Should not I not call him out? That... No, you could call him out. Oh, okay. But don't. So don't... blatant. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. No, I don't understand. He's not B.J. Smalls. No, I, okay. obviously exactly. Tijuana is his own person. Tijuana, exactly. So don't, don't. Conflate no, they're, the they're, two. I'm not. Don't conflate the two. I'm not conflating by them. By putting them on the same level. How am I putting them? With, no, wait, listen. You, let, me, let me. Dr. Layton Flowers has. Oh, an issue Layton. With I'm sorry. Yes. Layton, we actually like Layton. Exactly. There's part of the difference. And, and he's a believer. <laughs> yeah. We actually, he actually does know and love Jesus. Um, and uh, Tijuana, I'm not so sure. No, I'll, just be, I'll just be honest. Like Tijuana, we can, we'll, we'll go ahead and keep you know going down that road. I'm just joking around, Layton. Uh, I don't think you're listening. But if you are, yeah, I'm, is. I'm joking right? And we all know you are. So I know, like, um, now, of course, Dr. Layton. Hashtag. Flowers listens to Fofo. <laughs> to Fofo? Yep. <laughs> Who listens to me, Blayton? Um, of course, Dr. Flowers uh, believes in the doctrine of providence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a biblical concept. He's going to affirm providence, but he's going to have a very different uh, position on 
what that is, the in scope details, of it, yeah, yeah than, than we would. Um, but here are some things that, that stick out in paragraphs one and two as it relates to the doctrine of providence, right? Yeah. Um, in light of this definition, right, um, God's ordering of all of these things, uh, the 1689 points out that because the doctrine of providence is true, it means there is no such thing as chance yep. and there is no such thing as blind determinism. Oh, yeah. So when we're talking about chance, like what do I mean, what do people mean when they say like, you know, oh, this was just a chance? Like it was just a random occurrence. Like there was just there's no rhyme or reason to it. Right. It's just a, I, I think another way. It's a coincidence. Right. right. It's like I would say like, yeah, I like that. It, it, it ranges from in your perspective. Right. Some people yeah. would call it coincidence. Other people might call it chaos. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. And um, but chaos is a myth. Because it, it, it might look that way to you, it might feel that way to you, but the doctrine of providence says that, no, it, chaos is a myth. God has a purpose. God has a, a, a plan and an order to all of the events that are happening. In oh, exactly. Lives. And I mean, as a believer, we, we fundamentally know this from, from creation, right? Like that God put order, he, he subdued chaos and yeah. ordered all things. Right, right out of Genesis. So we have, we have a God who reigns, who rules, yep. and who orders and um, we're going to talk about the, but you should already begin to sense like this doctrine has direct um, impact on the state of our soul oh, yeah. in the midst of trouble and chaos. Yeah. Uh, so um, we're going to come back to that, but just hang on to that. So there's no such thing as chance, mm-hmm. but there's also no such thing as blind determinism. And, and this is important because, you know, when we start talking about the, uh, the doctrine of providence and reformed Baptist theology, uh, a lot of people will accuse us of this sort of a thing as yeah. if um, all things are happening in an ordered, orderly, mechanistic fashion in such a way that we are puppets mm-hmm. we are or robots. We are simply programmed to do what we're going to do. Yeah. We don't have a will um, and everything is compulsory. Uh, the, the, the perspective in Reformed theology is that while God is sovereign over all things, orders all things um that we are still rational creatures who act freely Mm. in accordance with our natures absolutely and so we've talked about this a lot we keep coming back to this because people do bring it up and i understand i understand the struggle with it totally totally i mean um and and i and i get like you might some people might want to say well listen um i don't see how you can say that we have any kind of of will that is free in any way. I don't see how you can not conclude it, that everything is, this is hard determinism and we don't, um, you know, we don't have any choices and, and anything that we do. Uh, how can you say that it isn't ultimately from God? I mean, it's almost as if they're, they, they look at the, the, the simple statement that God orders all things uh, in accordance with his decree uh, and they say they don't see any other way than to go with okay, so doesn't matter what we do, it's all going to be a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the full biblical picture is this both and that God is fully sovereign over all things. He yeah. providentially cares for all things. Yes, um, he he has uh, his decree and he has his providence, and yet with that in that. Um, we're not eliminating second causes. Mm. Um, we are not eliminating the the reality that what we do, we want to do, and we make real choices that um, that are not coerced out of us by some outside force. Yeah. So there's mystery there. We always embrace the mystery, but um, 
there's a difference between blind determinism yeah. and God's sovereign determinism, uh, his, his holy and, and righteous determinism mm-hmm. uh, that allows us to work within accord uh, to our natures and um, do the things that we want to do. Yeah, Joe, I mean, along those lines, I think one of the things that people keep bringing up, and I know Dr. Flowers has, has mentioned in the past then, is um, if, if God is sovereign and if God has decreed or if God is uh, God in his providence like, and he's ordering all these things, does that then not mean that he is the, he is the author or uh, he's responsible for evil then? Yeah, and we, we, talk, we keep coming back to this uh, because it is a, a big question. It's a question that psalmists will ask uh, to God himself or, or the prophets, and, um, and God has answers. You know, Paul deals with this sort of a thing in Romans 9 about God's sovereignty and, and our responsibility. Yeah. Um, and th- there's, a, there's a couple of things, I think, that, that we need to keep in mind. Um, the easier thing to do for me would be to, to just read Thomas Watson um, because what he says here is um, – well, he's going to say it better than I do, but just just just, just listen to what he says and, mm-hmm. and try to understand, even if you don't agree, try to understand this perspective. Watson says, but some may say, if God has a hand in ordering all things that fall out, then he has a hand in the sins of men. I answer, no, by no means. He has no hand in any man's sin. God cannot go contrary to his own nature. He cannot do any unholy action any more than the sun can be said to be darkened. Here you must take heed of two things. One, you must take heed of making God ignorant of men's sins. And two, you must take, take heed of making God to have a hand in men's sins. Is it likely that God is both the author of sin and the avenger of sin? Is it, likely, uh, is it a likely thing that, that God should make a law against sin and then have a hand in breaking his own law? God in his providence permits men's sins. Quote, he allowed all nations to walk in their own ways from Acts 14, 16. God permitted their sin, which he never would if he could not bring good out of it. Hear that. The only reason that God permits sins is because he can bring good out of it. He would not permit sins if he could not bring good out of it. Mm. So the permission, this permissive decree to allow men to do what they want falls under God's sovereign uh, you know, plan without him being the one to actually bring it about. Um, had not sin been permitted, God's justice in punishing sin and his mercy in pardoning sin had not been so well manifested. The Lord is pleased to permit sin, but he has no hand in sin. Uh, that's, a, that's a really helpful way for me to think about it, mm. that if God is not absolutely sovereign, if the doctrine of providence, as it is articulated in the 1689, is not true, then how is it possible that God can cause all things to work together for the good of those who love yeah, him? Yeah, that's right. I don't think it is. So the doctrine of providence ought to be seen as, I'm going to go back to what Jimmy said, um, God's hand in the lives of his people, God's hand in uh, the, the works of the world and creation, but not in the sense of you know the way that, that people are suggesting when Thomas is answering this question. Yeah. God doesn't have a hand in their sins as if he's bringing it about himself, but his hand is allowing them to do what they want to do and then holding them responsible for it. And here's his hand really manifested. I'm going to bring good out of the evil actions of mm. wicked men. Mm. And not just good, Joe. I mean, there's a, uh, there, there's a purpose behind it, right? right. Like it's, it's, it's not just 
flippant. I guess that, that's what's important to me here is that when we're talking about God's decree and God's providence and that it's God's hand in, in, uh, in creation, there's a purpose behind it. And I think we struggle. Some, I, mean, I don't know if we struggle with it. I think we, yeah. we struggle with knowing what the purpose is. Right. Um, or maybe seeing the purpose. Or maybe we seeing can't, the so purpose. We can't exactly. see Exactly. We struggle with seeing the purpose. I mean, but the 1689 right here tells us in chapter 5, paragraph 1, you know, what is the purpose of providence? To the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy. Right. It's all about the glory of God himself. It reveals yeah. the goodness and love and uh, uh, mercy of God. But, we, you know, we, and I, I get the problem, right? Because we don't always see the purpose, right? How do, I mean, where do we see, how is God's wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy seen in his providence when bad guys do bad things, things yeah. right? And so we don't always see it right now. We will ultimately one day see it very clearly. Yeah. But for now, we don't. Like, so... Um, I was when I was in uh, when I was out at uh, South South Africa. Mm-hmm. So Stephen Kapalchik, he's a member of our church. His family, his even his wife are members, and they got they got like ten kids or something. Uh, 12. And uh, is it twelve? Yeah, twelve teen, twelve teen, twelve teen. Yeah, kids. yeah that's the, they. Um, <clears throat> so great people. I mean, goodness sakes, they're godly, awesome, spiritually minded people. And so um, Elias, my son, and my daughter Madeline hang out with their kids, and they mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff together. Well, of course, Elias likes to watch. You know, movies that would be considered a little, probably a little more scary. Oh, you know? give us an example. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm just give saying. Give us an example. I, 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 I can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, it? But oh, that would be one. Yeah, okay. sure, sure. Okay, so you can think of one off the top of your head. So <laughs> so my kid like, my, some of my kids like horror movies. And uh, and some of the Kapolitik's kids like horror movies. Uh, but Steven was like, hey, man, um, why don't you walk me through some of your thinking about horror movies and whether or not they're appropriate mm. and all that. So we had a good conversation on it. And... Um, and, you know, obviously a lot of this depends on not only the content of the movie, but the, the, the maturity of your kid and yeah, the sensitivity yeah, what of what they kid. can handle, yeah. And so this didn't come from Steven, but I, I, I've had this posited to me before. Like, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. That movie shows evil satanic people, and in the end, they win and the good guys lose. How could you watch that? How could you watch, like, there's a movie recently that came out called, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I saw a movie recently, and... Um, and it's definitely uh, the, the the main character mm-hmm. it winds up uh, being taken over by the devil and, um, and or evil the, wins. The guy that you know, snaps his finger and half the universe is gone. Yes, I understand. I have no idea what that is. Continue, yes. The That's movie, not, it, definitely it, not what it, it is. It was Infinity War. Con- okay, yes. no, I don't want Yes, I know. Evil one, okay. continue. So you know, I feel like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, or like the movie The Witch. Uh, in the end, evil wins and good loses. How can you be... How can you watch that or endorse that? Because we know that evil doesn't win. Okay. Ultimately, evil doesn't win. Mm-hmm. But there are battles in which evil does win. And yeah. there are righteous people who suffer to death. Yeah. Um, so, yes, God will ultimately uh, show in that his providence has worked for his glory and the good of his people, even though right now we might not see it. Yeah. And so, you know, some stories that we might read or a movie that we might watch might depict one aspect of evil winning over good, um, but that is not the end. That is not the outcome. And so even in art, you know, art reflects this, that we don't always see the glory of God no. uh, in the immediate, but ultimately in the end, the purpose of God's providence will be made known. And mm. I think for us, th- this is where faith comes in because we rely on what he has told us. Even when we, even when life feels chaotic, 
uh, we rest on, we rely on this promise that he will cause all these details of our lives to work out for the manifestation of his wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy, and we are the beneficiaries of that. So, Joe, I mean, when we talk about uh, the providence of God and this doctrine, I mean, this should... um I mean, this shouldn't move us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there should should be some sort of response. Uh, and I, I know we've talked about this in uh, kind of in three ways, whether it's uh, confidence, conviction, conduct. Right. And the three ways that we, we always encourage people when you're looking at a doctrine, mm-hmm. right, these are the three connection points to your life. I- exactly. Right. So, so any doctrine that you are considering, how does it produce confidence in you before God and before the world, mm-hmm. uh, what conviction should it bring about in your heart? Yep. Think affections, and what conduct should it result in? That's right. So I think uh, when we think of confidence, I, I think for me, where's my confidence before God? Is that uh, my confidence before God is that I that we have a loving Creator, a loving God, a sovereign God, that in His infinite goodness, mercy, wisdom, power, justice, that he that that he uh takes care of us right 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 and that the these things that are going on in our lives that whether we're going through trials or or, or struggles or whether we're going through through seasons of good and abundance or, or seasons mm-hmm. of of drought uh that our sovereign god is still there abundance or absence abundance you, you get the alliteration oh, okay, going. Well, i'm there sorry you go. yes yeah. I you want abundance in the yeah i know i'm, I'm just i'm not baptist okay. enough for okay. you okay you got to get more baptist oh okay I think that's great, man. I, I, that's how I think about it too. Honestly, it's it it is because life does feel chaotic. And I'll, I'll be honest, you know, we and we talk about this from time to time that you know a lot of pastoral ministry is walking people through the yeah. valley of the shadow of death. It's walking people through suffering and darkness and pain. And so, the, it boy, it, there is so much darkness in the world. The world is a dangerous place, uh, regardless of where you live. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of affliction. And if you're merely looking at your circumstances, uh, it's easy then to allow that to be the filter through which you understand God. Yeah. But it, like Psalm 73, uh, the psalmist was tempted to do that there. But instead, what we need to do is take a step back and say, like, okay, my confidence here before the face of God and before the world is that he has providentially ordered the things that I am going through in a way that will result in his good. He will use... Uh, human frailty, and he will use human wickedness ultimately for good, and even even if we can't see it right now. So I, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. My confidence is not in the ease of mm. my circumstances, yeah, but that's in good. That's good uh, the execution of God's providence. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You see whoa. the two E's? Got two E's in there. Whoa, that was pretty good. So <laughs> now, Joe, we're going to talk about an area that you struggle with now. Uh, height, it, height. height. <laughs> when we talk about this doctrine, uh, what does it do in your heart? Like, how, how should you be feeling? Why would I struggle with that? Because you are, uh, you're cold-hearted. Uh, I don't still, have a heart. That's part of the problem. <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> so, so I was with Dane Ortland. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, name drop. Yeah. Well, no, we were at. He was in South Africa, and uh, and he was. He, at one point, he looked at me and he goes, "Well, you don't, you, you don't have this problem because you don't have a heart, Joe. There's no heart in there." <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think that's a that's I think that's a fair um, question to ask all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. So what what affection should this produce in somebody who's experiencing that? Yeah. Um, and so when you're thinking about affections, you're thinking about things like um, love or hatred or fear or joy, yeah. um, things like that. And uh, one of the things that I think it, it produces in me uh, is, is this sort of twofold um, peace and joy if I'm receiving it properly. Right. Because 
One is, um, wow, I, I have a sense of peace knowing that God has a, has a plan and he's ordering things like in my life actively. Um, so even when like, I don't have the answer and I don't know what the outcome is, or maybe I do know what the outcome is and it's going to hurt. Yeah. I can begin to have peace about it because I know that there, it, God's taking me somewhere in it. And there is joy. Now, obviously, in the good, that's easy, right? Because it's not just an accident that happened. God gave me that for a purpose. Um, but there's even joy in the sadness because God hasn't left me alone. He hasn't mm. abandoned me. I'm not a victim of chaos. Um, I am a participant in um, in God's th- this play that He has put together yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah. No, that's what about I mean. you? What do you, when you when you think about conviction and affection? What does this doctrine do in you? Um, I think uh, um, I think the trying to think of the word for it. It's not. It's like it, I'm trying to think of like trust, right? Like there's, but peace. I guess it, it gives me peace. You're taking my word. Oh, did I take your word? Yeah, I said peace. Oh, I wasn't listening to you because uh, yeah, Jim came in. Get a cigar. Yeah, old man Jim came in to get a cigar. And he was like standing right behind me, hovering, and I did. So I really wasn't paying attention to you. Yeah, no, peace. Yeah, so go with that. Like, uh, you know, trust, dependency, like whatever. Exactly. So that in the midst of whatever circumstance, knowing that God is, God is there. Um, yeah, I think peace. Peace is what would be for me. I think the hardest part about this doctrine is the conduct. And I right. think for me, uh, when I when I think of that word conduct and what I should be doing, I think what I should be doing is is praying. Yeah, I should be praying and praising. And I think in in that I struggle with in the midst of whatever's going on to praise God that he is that he is infinitely good despite me not seeing the outcome right so like let's just go ahead and and in in a sense um affirm what um Sheldon Powers would say stop what <laughs> stop what Dr. This Flowers Dr. Flowers um he would say, like, "Hey, listen. If if why do anything? Why care? Why pray against something if God is ordered all things, you know, in your life?" Um, and listen, uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not about to argue that people don't have that thought or that struggle. Um, I certainly embrace this doctrine, and there is a temptation to say, like, "Well, it'll be what it'll be. Mm-hmm. Why bother praying? It is what it is, you know." Um, so yeah, I, I think that there, that is a temptation, but it is an abuse of the doctrine and it's a misunderstanding of the doctrine. It's, it's a grasping of, you know, a quarter of the doctrine, but not the whole thing. And so, yeah, I think it ought to move us to, like you said, pray and praise God in the midst of all these things, but it also should encourage us to act our part, right? And by act, I don't mean pretend, I mean, be active. Yes, God is provident. Uh, providentially caring for me in my life, mm. but um, I am responsible for my actions, and my actions have meaning and value uh, and eternal significance because you know all of it is working out in accordance with God's plan. So I, I should want to be really involved at a hundred percent, doing my best, mm. giving my all um, to to play my part in God's plan. And again, we're going to have to embrace the mystery of well, it's God's plan, and He's providentially caring for all these things, and yet even experientially. I, I, I see that I am doing what, or I'm not doing either way, but it's on me. Like I, I am acting out in accordance with my own nature, my own desires. Mm. So yeah, I, 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 I definitely think that this is, might be the harder part of application is yeah. what should we do? But maybe you start, maybe we can start with what you said. You start by praying. Cause I'm basic. Continue. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you basic, basic, um, and praising. And that will probably frame our minds and our hearts in such a way where we can begin to more confidently uh, conduct ourselves 
in a matter worthy of God's glory mm. um, that, and that reflect this doctrine. I don't know, man. I'd like to, I'd like to know. Um, we're going we're gonna to link some resources for you guys because yeah. um, we have you know, Watson's. Uh, we have some stuff online you can read for free by Watson. Um, we'll link to some books on the doctrine of providence that you can purchase. Uh, this is definitely – I'll, I'll tell you this. So I've had guys, non-Christians – who are who are walking through severe affliction? I, one guy in particular, a member of Redeemer now, uh, when he was a non-Christian, he was dying. He was in the hospital, and uh, I gave him uh, behind a frowning providence by Murray. Um, I had him read All Things for Good uh, by Watson, and he uh, God used the doctrine of providence mm. uh, as it's connected to the gospel in particular to bring this guy to faith. And ultimately, in, in God's mercy and kindness, he healed this brother, and, uh, and he's alive and well today. Mm. But um, this doctrine is uh, intensely practical. It, it needs to be experiential, or we're not really embracing all of it. We'd love to know what you're reading, uh, yeah. your recommendations, and I'd like to know, like, wh- how, does the, how does the doctrine of providence give you confidence con- uh, and conviction and lead you to conduct yourselves in a certain way? Like, there's ways that... that it's God's working in you that might be different from us. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to hear from them. How do they how do they participate in the conversation, Jimmy? Yeah, you can uh, follow us online on Twitter and Instagram at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. You know, in, in case you guys haven't bookmarked it yet, you're going to want to bookmark The1689Confession.com. And Joe, if people want to follow... The 1689 Confession online. Where do they go? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. What? What's the? Uh... Uh, yeah. You know, it's it, there's 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 oh, a Joe. there's like a there's like oh, an Instagram thing. Joe. So if you go to Instagram, Joey.com slash the sixteen. You lost this like you lost your passport. Is that it? Let's see. Oh. Nope, that ain't it. Uh, the sixteen eighty nine confessions. <laughs> this is not going well. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know this stuff. Uh, Why don't you know? You're you the ha- social media. No, hey. you handle that account. Okay. I don't. Okay. You go to uh, Instagram.com slash the sixteen eighty nine confession. Mm. You can follow us on there or on Twitter. Yeah, I don't handle those accounts. So. Uh, I think Twitter is just mm. uh, the sixteen eighty nine slash the sixteen eighty nine. Here you I go. was trying to help. Now, I don't know that stuff. You should know it. Nah. You should. You're in, you're in charge of those two accounts. Yeah, you're a social media guy. Not those. Not for those accounts. Yeah, we're well, gonna be. I, no, no, I yeah. got no access to yeah. those. Oh, you're gonna have it. No, I ain't doing any of that. Yeah. So yeah, sixteen eighty nine website is so good. Designed by Brian Malcolm. Beautiful. It's the whole confession. It looks beautiful on your phone, on your mm. tablet, on your desktop. Share that with people, man. Let let people know. It's all free. All for you. And uh, now that everyone else uh, checked out already, for those of you that stayed behind to the end, we're going to let you guys know something. It's coming up. Next week, Mm -hmm. we're announcing, we're revealing, we're going to be talking about Doc and Devo 19. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to give all the details. We can give them, we can give the dates right now. We can give them the dates. That's give them fun. the dates. Give them the dates. Save the date. Save the save the date. Is yeah, that, save the date. Do you say that if it's not a wedding? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. It is. This is a wedding between doctrine and devotion, yo. Um, I did not approve that terminology. It is May third and fourth. May third yeah. and fourth. We can't talk about anything else. No, man. But like, you remember last year? This is bigger. It's gonna be bigger. It'll yeah. be more. Yeah. Well, maybe not better. Well, it, it better every year. Of it course. gets better every year. Yeah. You know, some people are coming back. Some new people are showing up. Yeah. 
we might have expanded certain things. It's a two-day conference now. Well, it was two day before, but I'm talking about like yeah. we've we've expanded. Yeah. So there's gonna be more than what you. So all the stuff that we offered last year, there's gonna be that, and, we and more, more offerings. And more. And our premier partner is amazing. Premier partner. So we've got sponsors and yep. a premier partner partnering with us to bring this to you and make it really, really good. Oh, I can't wait to announce that. Man, I can't wait. And oh, Dan Brogan is coming back. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Who? Dan Brogan. Dan Brogan. I have no uh, idea I'm just messing what with you're you. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. We're starting to get some video content on Fridays. Later.